Marguerite, and I am really enjoying your program, Salt Marriage. I, I might not have a marriage, and it is in limbo. And I'm just curious of how, as a believer and a follower of Christ, I'm supposed to behave, and how hard do I fight? Well, you behave as a follower of Christ, uh, with forgiveness and patience and reality and uh, boundaries and getting into scripture and getting good counsel and doing the next right one thing and, and sometimes getting outside of ourselves and our own emotions and really considering what God's intention is and then uh, doing the next thing that'll bring glory to God and certainly benefit to your marriage. Boy, that's a lot on one plate, right? Uh, but it begins by saying that I want to do what will honor Christ. Here's what I tell people. When you always look back, you say, I did the best I could. I did the right thing uh, before God. Hey, Dr. Randy here. This is Intentional Living. We're focused on marriage today from our Intentional Living Center. Uh, our phone lines are open. We're live. If you have a question, maybe you just want to talk a little bit about what's going on in your marriage, something that you want to share that's really good, God's blessing you, or a question that you have for me. Uh, we're here to help you be intentional in your marriage, to be successful, less regrets, um, and frankly, more peace, really, more peace. So give me a call, 888 Welcome to Facebook Live, friends. Uh, you're welcome to post a question or to call as well, 888 Good chance to share this with some others. Uh, Stephen's taking your calls, and Jennifer's going to make sure everything works as it should. Right? Perfectly on the air here. Uh, we got two things going on. Those of you calling live, we'll get you on. We also have friends who have called our comment line, shared with me a question. We try to balance those throughout this half hour. Here's what our goal is. If you're new to intentional living, we believe desperately with everything in us that your marriage matters, your life matters. God's given you and me about 27,000 days on this planet. Let's not blow it. Let's not waste it. Let's be intentional in how we live so we can have less regrets, more joy in the journey, and more peace. Boy, do we need that, more peace. I've got uh, one thing that I know will make a huge difference to young couples who are thinking of getting married. Don't say I do until you hear what I want to tell you here in just a moment, okay? Uh, let's get to our questions, though. Here's the first one coming from our comment line. <laughs> make this as short as I can. Right before Christmas, I'm engaged, and right before Christmas, my fiance had an affair, and she came and told me that the day afterwards, and it was very hard for her, and I could tell that, but I'm having a hard time forgiving in general. I mean, we even went as far as to, to see a psychologist and talk to them about it, and and after I left to the psychologist's office, uh, I, I felt like a weight had been lifted off my shoulder, literally, and I felt great. But uh, there are still these things that I seem to find myself questioning everything now. And there was never no questions ever in the past of our relationship of anything like this. So there was never no doubt, no questioning. And now that's all there seems to be on my side is doubt and questioning. Hey, listen, Doug, got a lot of people praying for you and love you, but you've been through a seismic shift in your relationship with your fiance. You've gone from what you thought was reality 
to a new reality. And uh, that's difficult. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you. For the sake of that young lady and for your sake, and for the sake of any children you might produce in the years ahead, do not, I repeat, do not get married until your questions are answered. It will not go away after you say, I do. People say, well, after we get married, we'll work through these things. Here's a reality. She was honest with you, which is interesting. The day after she had an affair, you're talking about a lot of guilt, right? She was carrying a lot of guilt, and, and she dumped it on your lap. And now you're dealing with it, and you're trying to deal with it together. And it may be that the two of you can have a fantastic, lifelong marriage, lessons learned about forgiveness and the power of forgiveness and reconciliation. But you ain't there right now, my friend. And it would be a stupid thing to do, in my opinion, for you to get married until you get those questions answered. Doesn't mean you bail out of the relationship, but I am saying that you need to recognize you've moved to a new normal in your mind and your heart, and it's something the two of you need to get resolved, um, especially you. And also, I would encourage this fiancé to ask the question, how come she's ready to get married to you and she's out with another guy? Hello? What's going on there? Um, because sometimes the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. And so there's some issues there that need to be addressed. So anyway, uh, new reality, new normal. Work it through. Take it one day at a time. Don't rush into anything. Make sure all the lights are green, 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 green. You ever go down a road and it's green, 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 and all of a sudden one hits yellow or red and you stop? So uh, be careful. All right, phone lines open, 888-888-1717 is my number. I'd love to have you call and join us. By the way, I just want to say this uh, to, to you, uh, Doug, and to everybody who's listening, especially to young couples who are thinking about getting married. There's, a, there's one verse that I found in uh, Philippians chapter 4. And uh, the Apostle Paul in Philippians 4 is writing about finding peace in life, peace. And isn't that what we want in our relationships? We want to have peace. Because the Philippian church, well, he loved the Philippian church, the, the folks of Philippi. He established the church. But they were bickering, fighting. There was a lack of peace in the relationship. <laughs> and uh, in verse 2 of Philippians 4, uh, here's what Paul says. He says, I implore you, Eodi, Yodia, that's her name, Yodia. Now, there's not a name you use today, Yodia. And I implore Sintkachi to be of the same mind in the Lord. These two women apparently were fighting. They were having disagreements. And, he, and Paul is saying, listen, get on the same page. Get your minds on the same page in the Lord. And I would say this to any young couple who's about to get married. Um... Yodia and Sinchachi. Wow, what a name. Can you give that to your child, Jennifer? You can give that to your child? I don't think so. Anyway, uh, they weren't getting along. They were not of the same mind. They were in the church of believers, but they were not of the same mind. And Paul is saying, you're going to have big problems if, if you're not on the same page when it comes to your mind. And so I would encourage any young couple thinking about getting married, 
Take time to understand the values, the beliefs, the priorities, the goals, the desires, the hopes, the dreams. Uh, it doesn't mean you're in lockstep with everything. You have different perspectives on life. That's great. That's part of the beauty of the differences we bring into marriage. But I'll tell you this, you bring too many differences into marriage and you're going to have a problem. You're going to have a problem. All right. You can come and join me live. You got a question? 888 about marriage. Uh, let's go live to our calls. Let me go to uh, Caitlin in Iowa. Hi there. How are you today? Hi, I'm well. How are you? Good, good. What's your question today, Caitlin? Uh, I mean, okay, so essentially my my question is when you, uh, when you and your spouse are both Christians, but your spouse is, is battling uh, with depression or symptoms of depression mm-hmm. and uh, kind of seems like, one, it feels really isolating. I feel like in uh, Christian circles, you don't hear a lot about it. You know, um, it's kind of like, oh, either nobody's talking about it or uh, you can't find anybody who really can relate. Um, but as a spouse, like how do, how do you love well in those times when, uh, you know, the Bible is supposed to be our like manual for everything and all the answers are, are right there. But when they're not being received by somebody who's really struggling with something mm-hmm. challenging, like what do you do as that spouse and how do you? Uh, yeah. Well, Caitlin, let me, let me assure yeah. you, you're not alone. Um, a great percentage, a great percentage of the people listening to us right now either are struggling with depression themselves or have someone close to them in their family that is. This, you're not alone. This is not a lack of faith. This is not a lack of uh, someone knowing Christ. And over the years, we've heard this, you know, if you're a believer, you shouldn't be depressed. Garbage. Yep. That's just plain garbage. This is a chemical problem. This is a brain chemistry issue that goes on. Now, there's, there's different things that can exacerbate it and make it worse, obviously, our lifestyle, our eating, and, and so on and so on. But the fact is, depression is, is a condition. And like any other condition, it needs to be treated. And um, just very clearly, we live in a time when there can be treatment for this, um, either a, a form of therapy, cognitive behavioral mm-hmm. therapy is, can be effective, also maybe medication. But I would encourage you and your husband or encourage your husband to find a doctor and talk to a doctor and get some counseling and yeah. in the process, get some help for depression because it, it can be treated. Yeah. Is he willing to do that? Do you think? Um, you know, we've a uh, kind of a new thing, right? It's a uh, uh, relatively new realization, I think. Um, and again, I think there's just, yeah, uh-huh. and I don't. It's not even been like. Uh, What's that? What's that right sorry, I've got my daughter here. <laughs> oh, no, that's um, fine. She the, wants mommy. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's just asking questions. How are you doing, Caitlin? Um, How are you doing with this? It's it's challenging. It's very challenging because uh, you see the person that you love like really struggling. You, uh, you're praying for them. You see them praying and you're wondering like, okay, where are, uh, where are the answers here? Where's the, where's the relief? Where's the, the breath of fresh air for, Uh 
for him even more so than me, you know? Now, was this, um, Caitlin, was this, uh, did this come on gradually or did, was there a crisis that kind of set this off or it, does it have it in the family? Is there a genetic component that you're um, aware of? I think it, it kind of came on gradually, uh, but there there's a lot of, you know, stressors that have happened, mm-hmm. but nothing. No big crisis necessarily, I would say. Are you guys? Um, are you guys hesitant to? It, let me let me just 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 be blunt. Is this something that is embarrassing in terms of I'm a Christian? I shouldn't feel this way. I yeah, I definitely think so, and I think that there's um, this isolation factor of like, well, nobody in my family has struggled with this. Like, you know, I. Yeah, like where where do we go? It feels very stigmatized. Like um, I don't know if maybe he had like opinions of what a depressed person looks like or was like, or somebody struggling with symptoms of depression, like what they yeah. were like. But yeah, take taking that on is like, oh, this is something mm-hmm. I have. Yeah. Well, Caitlin, very, like, I, I if I if if I were talking to you to your husband, I and maybe he's listening or listening to this back later on our podcast. I, I would say to every person listening, if you're wrestling with uh, feelings of depression, um, frankly, with the world in which we're living, I'm surprised we don't have more. And we know that depression is on the rise. It often associated with anxiety. It's a medical condition. It's treatable. Get some help for it. It's not a lack of spiritual. Uh, I mean, we see it in scripture. We see, we see, we see some characters in Scripture in the Old Testament, God bless them, who wanted to kill themselves. Jonah sat on the hill and says, let me die. You know? And so fatigue, uh, diet, stress, lots of things can create um, this this problem with brain chemistry and, and set that off in, in our lives. Um, it, and I can remember, I, I've shared before, when I was back in my 30s, I had about a month where I went into a depression every day, and I really... And I was thinking to myself, you know, here I'm a counselor, I'm helping people. Should I be able to help myself, counsel myself? Hello. It, it doesn't make any sense. Depression just, it kind of like a cloud, it kind of settles down over you. And it's there. And you, could, you can't intellectualize it. Obviously, we pray and we stay close. We read the Psalms, we stay in Scripture. But listen, uh, depression is a medical condition. It's not a lack of... Spiritual maturity. You got a lot of spiritual people listening. Come on, some of you love the Lord and you're reading scripture and and you're depressed. You're struggling. And what do you know? You get some help. So get to get to your counselor, get to the medical doctor, lay it out. Um there's hope. But but I really encourage you and your husband to to not feel you're not alone. I've been through this for yeah. a period of my life. I've got family members who have, I have friends who are. Uh we've got people in our own ministry that have struggled with this. Um, it's nothing to be ashamed of or embarrassed. Again, you know what happens? I'll tell you what happens. When we face a medical condition like this, we have these expectations that it's those people that should have the problem. And now all right. of a sudden it's us. It's okay. Yeah. Yep, that's certainly it. Can I pray with it's, you? Uh, that would be great. How long have you been married, by the way, Caitlin? Six years, um, almost six years in July. Okay. Well, tell your husband for me that there's help available and he has nothing to feel badly about or hesitate to go get some help, okay? 
Okay. Let me pray for you. Father, I do pray for Caitlin, pray for her husband. I pray for just a, a, a spirit of calm to come over the over them both and uh, to help direct them to the right kind of resources, to encourage them, to help them. Um, and I'm so pleased to hear that they're staying in your word and staying close to you. And I pray that that will be a sweet uh, building of the relationship between them as they go through this and that you'll get the glory for it on the other side. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let us know when you how things go for you, okay? All right, thank you. Oh, you're, you're welcome. Thank you, Caitlin. Pray for Caitlin. Some of you are saying, been there, right? Okay, uh, talking marriage today, you're welcome to join in with a question. If you have, uh, 888-888-1717. Robert's going to tell us in a moment how God has been blessing his marriage. Positive story. We'll get to that in a moment. First, this quick break. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living. And we'll be right back. Laughter, fun, hope. You'll experience all of this at the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night. What's the process to build an intentional marriage? The reality is there should be a great big sign across our foreheads on the day we get married that says, Assembly Required. You'll have a great time at the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, 7 p.m. Thursday, April 20th at Jacksonaz Church in Jackson and Friday, April 21st at Community Church, Mount Pleasant. Register at theintentionallife.com. Hey, I hope you'll do that do it quickly jackson's a thursday night thursday night hey listen i know dates typically friday saturday come on out thursday night uh we were able to uh partner with the jackson nazarene church jacks naz on thursday night april 20th um get someone to watch the kids and then come on out take a break in the week and uh, come and join us april 20th jacks naz and in mount pleasant on friday night by the way friday night is selling out um, I don't know, we're like 70 or 75% sold out already, and we just started last week promotion. So uh, get your tickets. Come on out. Be a part of it. Everything going back into the ministry, and we're going to bring resources. We're going to bring stories and fun and going to learn together at the Intentional Love Marriage Date Nights, April 20 in Jackson, Michigan, Friday the 21st in Mount Pleasant. Go to theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com. A quick follow-up with Caitlin, because she was asking, what does she do? And I was really talking about her husband getting some help. I'd say to you, Caitlin, love your husband, take care of yourself. And don't feel like you have to fix anything. You can't fix it. You can do anything wrong, it's not your fault. It is what it is. Um, love your husband, but uh, don't allow the cloud to come up over you. Try to stay out of that rainstorm if you can. And taking care of yourself. All right, let's uh, move to Robert, who's in Arizona. Hey, Robert, how you doing? God bless you, Randy. Thank you for your time. I appreciate your call. Positive story, I hear. What did God do in your marriage? Well, I've been married for sixteen years, and um, when I got into my marriage, it's like um, you know, I was str I was struggling in secrecy with pornographic, and um, and as I the more I try to to stop. Uh, the harder it got. And, um, 
and so I was struggling a lot. So like when, and this is just personal, like what God has finally freed me from that. Like when I would try to be with my wife, I felt like it was used a weapon against me. So I still, I felt humiliated and I felt like I had to act a certain way for it. And that's how the enemy had me for a long time. And I just wanted to share that I finally had, I know five days ain't the best, but like I feel free because um, God just told me like because I felt so dirty every time asking God to forgive me right after it's like I would fall into it and it was secrecy for a long time and I couldn't talk to people about it because I felt like so ashamed you know and I've been safe for a long time but it was just something that slipped in and it became a part of my life okay if my wife doesn't want to be with me fine that's the I'm not cheating but that's the closest thing I can do you know so the enemy had me like that for a long time until. Uh, recently, just a, a breakthrough on um, five days ago is just um, I came to senses where I was just praying and I asked God, um, like, what should I do? Like, I, I can't overcome this. And he said, um, talk to your wife about like how you feel, like how you may feel, because she never she never knew that. And now we communicate, believe it or not, it, it makes a big difference. Me telling her that, you know, we have to make time for each other to plan it. And it's so much better. And and I could finally say and. Um, you know, I don't know if you know what's going on at the the Brazil, the carnival, and that just made me stand stronger and, and thankful that God has cleared me from that because it's pretty it's pretty amazing what God's doing to mm. people that have been struggling for so long. And now I really feel free. Like, I'm not even craving alcohol, pornographic. I have a, a good relationship with my wife, and it's been the greatest, the greatest breakthrough of my life. I just felt at one time that I wouldn't be able to break free. Well, well, congratulations, and God gets the glory for that, uh, Robert. Uh, five days in a row, that's good. Congratulations. Stay the course. Keep celebrating. Now, let me give you man-to-man advice as you go to day six, seven, eight, and nine. Satan is sitting in the bush waiting to attack you. It says in uh, Peter that he is like a lion waiting to devour uh, the next uh, Robert that comes along. And with you, it's going to push those buttons uh, that he'll set off. And you know that. So let me encourage you. Stay high when, in terms of this uh, excitement of what God's doing in your life. But I'm encourage you to do two things. Number one, find somebody to be accountable to, not your wife. Find another man who will be accountable to. And then give that phone number to him and say, I want you to call me on a regular basis and ask me how I'm doing. I mean, somebody's going to really kick you in the backside if you're not. He's going to hold you accountable. You know you're going to get the call. Someone's going to call you and say, Robert, how you doing? How's it going? Two, you give your wife his phone number so she can talk to him. It's not your wife's job, and I think you know this, to keep you accountable. Um, but you, without that accountability, without somebody who can come alongside and just hold you accountable, Satan is an enemy, and he'll come after you, my friend. Big time. All right. Uh, Quick break. We'll be right back. What do you do when you don't agree on parenting in your marriage? Hey, I'm Dr. Randy Carlson with an Intentional Living Minute. A lack of agreement over parenting creates confusion for the child and allows the child to play each of you against each other for their benefit. I guess that's part of what children do sometimes. Here's one thing. Good parenting requires humility. Putting aside our own interests and considering what's best for our children and doing it together as a team, that really is intentional parenting. 
Can I ask you to do me a favor? Pray for us as a ministry as we begin our Intentional Love Marriage Date Night series in Jackson and Mount Pleasant, Michigan, coming up April 20 and 21. And if you'd like to know more about those special evenings, you can find that at theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. Where intentional living is committed to helping us figure out what pleases Christ and then doing it for His glory every day. That's the Intentional Living Minute heard uh, literally around the world online uh, through a podcast, but also on a radio station several hundred around the country every day. Uh, and as a reminder there on the end about the upcoming Back on the Road Intentional Love Marriage Date Nights, if you're married, you need to invest in your marriage. We'll have people driving from lots of different distances to come and be a part of this. April 20, it's the only ones we have scheduled, by the way, for this year at this point, the only ones scheduled. Jackson, Michigan, April 20, Thursday night, and then Friday night um, in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Go to theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com. We got two minutes. Uh, we got two minutes, but I wanted to uh, get Jennifer on the line. Um, hold on. They were clearing to get Jennifer on me. Thank you. There we go. Jennifer, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. Thank you. Good. Good. Appreciate your call. I know you wanted to comment. We only have about a minute or two, but you wanted to speak to Caitlin about depression. Go right ahead. Um, yes, I've, I've struggled with it my whole life, raised in church in a very evangel uh, evangelistic, Holy Spirit-filled type church. And um, just don't be afraid to get help. Um, I've finally gotten to where I've been in therapy for a couple of years due to a lot of very extenuating circumstances, including issues in our marriage. And um, uh, finally on the right connection, uh, combination of medications, um, doing the right kind of therapies. Uh, I also love Dr. Caroline Leaf um, because I also am a psychology degree holder. And uh, there's a lot out there. There's a lot of new science. You don't have to stay stuck or broken or your husband at, at mm -hmm. that point at, at that case um you can the, the brain can heal it can be uh just like any other organ treated with medication treated with good diet like dr randy says um and other lifestyle changes <clears throat> but you, you don't have to stay stuck it can it's, it's going to be some work just like losing weight or or you know preventing heart disease it's the same it's the concept it's still part of the body right. um, but there is hope uh to handle depression and mm. uh be successful in it that's good thank you jennifer thank you for your story and, and sharing your journey you know what uh, caitlin if you're still listening uh there in iowa we could line up uh hundreds of callers back to back who would tell similar stories uh, trust god obviously as believers we want to trust him get into the psalms tell ourselves the truth. There's a lot of things that we can do. In fact, I'm going to be teaching a lesson for next month on finding peace in our life. And the scripture says, Paul says in this passage we were reading a little bit ago from Philippians, don't be anxious about anything. But then he gives sort of a formula for us as Christians. But at the same time, we know that we have a brain chemistry and uh, lots of things can affect it. And so there's help available today. I hope you'll find it. All right, tell you what, let's just stay here in the studio. How's that sound? We're going to record uh, a show that will air later this week, Open Phones for Marriage. Maybe you want to call and uh, tell us uh, what's going on, but mostly if you have a question for me uh, for your marriage relationship, give me a call, 888-888-1717. 
I'm Dr. Randy Carlson for our entire team here. God bless you. We'll see you next time, tomorrow, in fact, here at Intentional Living.